Welcome to The Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money, where planning, saving, and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth, and paying off debt. We are the Financially Savvy Travelers. Yvette Morrissey is a 29-year-old digital nomad from New Zealand, currently living in Edinburgh, Scotland. Every six months, she packs up her possessions and moves to a different city or country. Yvette is a budget traveler, and over on her blog, Wayfaring Kiwi, she talks about her travels around the world, working remotely, and her random crazy adventures, including hiking over 500 miles on the Scottish National Trail. I've been living in Edinburgh since the start of April, and uh, I've actually been freelancing here since then. I've actually been freelancing for a year, um, and I've just started actually a full-time job here, and uh, I'm still doing a bit of freelancing on the side, but I live uh, right by Edinburgh Castle in Old Town, which is absolutely amazing, and we're in the middle of Fringe Festival at the moment, so there is a lot going on. The city is buzzing, and I'm just having an amazing time. I was very overworked. Uh, I didn't have much time to have fun, and when I did, you know, I asked my friends to hang out and they were just so busy with their lives. They were either getting married, uh, having kids, uh, buying houses. And I was, I was 27 at the time and I didn't, I just wasn't really happy and I didn't want to waste the last three years of my 20s. And um, I actually, I went for a holiday with some friends to Europe and when I got back, I uh, actually found out that my boyfriend at the time had found another girlfriend. So that was the turning point for me. I kind of just went, my life isn't working for me here. And I was still really high on this, you know, just getting back from this trip and seeing all these new things and meeting all these new people. And I just went, that that's the life for me. I just, I need to see the world. I've been working so hard. Uh, Everyone around me is moving in a completely different direction. And I just felt like I was at a standstill. And I think that really gave me the drive to just sell everything I owned and move. And it happened very quickly from the moment that I decided that I was going to go travel. I was living in Canada three months later. And uh, so I basically had to uproot my whole life, sell everything, pack everything into two suitcases and and leave. So I chose Canada because I always wanted to learn how to snowboard. It was one of the areas of the world I hadn't traveled to as well. Yeah, so that's 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 the main reason. And I also I always wanted to come to the UK, so I kind of thought I'll go to another country first and then go to the UK. So I I feel like I'm a, a bit more I'm a bit more well-traveled, if, if that makes sense. Uh, so it's quite interesting. I actually started, when I decided I wanted to um, travel, I didn't have any savings. I had nothing. And I needed to save 7000 New Zealand dollars within two months to be able to make this dream happen. And I'd actually just quit my full-time job and I was going into my business full-time and it was only just starting to make enough, well, just starting to make money, but it wasn't enough to save that amount of money in a short amount of time. Uh, so I think just 
really cutting myself off from all of the material possessions I had. Like I sold my car, I sold every single item of clothing that I had, even if it was a dollar, five dollars, it was money that I could put towards this. So I just sort of cut myself off from my material possessions and sold everything that I didn't need and that didn't have a purpose. And by some kind of miracle, I actually ended up saving uh, about 8,000 New Zealand dollars uh, and that covered the cost of my visa, um, my uh, insurance and I had to have uh, a certain amount of savings behind me to actually get into Canada to activate my visa. So uh, yeah, I think if you're just really determined to do something and you just believe it's going to happen, then you can make amazing things happen. So the 7000 New Zealand dollars, was that a requirement for you to leave New Zealand or is that your own goal that you had for yourself? So I had to have 4000 New Zealand dollars in my account to get into Canada. I had to prove that I could support myself while I was there. Uh, and insurance for a year, uh, that cost me just over 1000 New Zealand dollars. Plus I had to pay for flights, um, and in medical fees and all those little fees that come with, you know, sort of applying for a visa. So that was the minimum amount that I needed to have. Very, very interesting. And you completed that in two months? Yes, I did. I did. And uh, to be honest, selling my car, that was the largest chunk of it. Uh, but at the end of the day, you don't know how quickly you can sell a car. So that was, it was quite nerve wracking. But once I had sold my car, that sort of accounted for half of what I needed to make. And when you were planning your trip and thinking about moving to the other side of the world as a solo female traveler, were you feeling excited, nervous? Like, tell us about that feeling of moving. I guess I felt I felt really excited because I'd done a bit of solo travel before. Uh, again, by accident, I always seem to end up doing these things by accident. But uh, I had traveled to China by myself for two weeks. Uh, originally I was meant to go with my boyfriend at the time, but we broke up and I decided that I would go by myself and just see what happened. And so that was very uh, confidence building for me. I love that feeling when you're in a new country and no one knows who you are and it just feels, I just had the sense of opportunity. So I really thrive off that feeling and I'm, I'm introverted as well, so I really do enjoy my own company. Do you think that when you're traveling solo and you're not in a relationship, that makes it easier? So pretty much as a female solo traveler, do you think that being in a relationship is a challenge or do you think that it can help? I definitely think being single uh, is a lot easier when it comes to doing solo travel. Uh, that In saying that, I I'm single at the moment still, but I think that if I end up in a relationship, um, I want to be able to go off and, you know, do a bit of solo travel myself. And I would expect my partner, if they wanted to do that as well, that they could go ahead and do that. But I'm I'm a huge romantic, so when I am with a partner, I don't want to leave their side. Uh, I think being single and quite independent now, I think going ahead into the future, that will change. But you know, looking back to my previous relationships, I didn't do a lot of travel because I just missed my partner so much. Um, but I'm, I'm a bit soppy, so it's 
I can't speak for everyone. I just, I enjoy being single and traveling. You know, it's interesting because in the relationship that I am in now, my partner is super supportive of me traveling solo. And because I'm a travel blogger, that's kind of intertwined in the work that I do. So he sees it as like, yeah, go. I encourage you to go. We'll go together when we can. And that's super encouraging. So I really think it depends on your partner and having an understanding that travel is an important part of your life and that you know that you're going to come back home and everything will be great. Oh, 100%. And I think just doing all the solo travel has really helped me to understand relationships in that way. Like you've got to be your own person and you've got to let your partner, you know, they need to have their own life as well. And I think that's, you know, that's the secret to a healthy relationship is that you both have your own lives and then when you come together, you have things to talk about and you're just naturally happier. Right. And also, like, for me, when I'm traveling solo, I'm still on the phone with them. I'm still Skyping them. I'm still FaceTiming them. So they're always there, you know, in heart and mind and, you know, sometimes physically, too. So I think that's awesome. So I follow you on Instagram and you take such amazing, beautiful pictures as a solo traveler. So I want to know what camera you use to take these awesome pictures. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I actually, I, I love my camera. I only bought it in March this year and uh, I use a Sony A6500. Um, it's one of the, it was released in 2016 and they haven't actually released a newer model for that range. So it's, uh, I love it. It's amazing. And, uh, I edit all my photos using Lightroom, uh, as well. So I'm, I'm definitely not an expert when it comes to photography. Uh, it's just, it's a really good camera and then I can sort of enhance my photos using Lightroom. Um, to make them look a bit nicer. But, you know, I love it and I 100% recommend that camera. Do you use a tripod when you're... I know you have a lot of landscape shots that you take. Do you use a tripod? Yes, yes. I use... Uh, it's called a Manfrotto. It's a lightweight, uh, compact. It folds up um, into this, like, small um, little bag. And I actually... Um, I did this big hike and I took this tripod with me and... Uh, It's fantastic for travel. Again, I I highly recommend um, that as well. So when you're packing for these hikes or these bigger trips, I know now you went from Canada to New Zealand. What backpack are you using? Are you using strollers and suitcases or do you have like a I, I see people with these huge backpacks on? Tell us what you're using to travel. Oh, yeah. So I actually use, uh, it's a 65 liter pack from the North Face and it's great. It's fantastic. Um, I actually just finished hiking uh, over 500 miles over seven weeks and I took the pack with me the whole way and it was it was fantastic. Uh, but I also, I travel with my snowboard too. So I uh, have a snowboard bag, which I don't, I don't recommend traveling with a snowboard bag because it's really, it's so big and just... It's hard work traveling with something like that. So when you moved to Canada, tell us about, I know that you worked at a ski resort or lodge. Tell us about like when you landed in Canada, just what did you do and how did you figure life out as this uh, new nomadic traveler? Oh, so I, I tend to, my travel style is that I tend to wing things. I don't overly plan. I sort of let things happen and I feel 
by doing that, I just have these incredible adventures. Um, so I write a lot about some of the, the crazy things I do on my travel blog, uh, Wayfaring Kiwi. And I call myself an accidental adventurist because I just go into these situations kind of unprepared and I have to, you know, it's, it's learn to sw- sink or swim. Yeah, that's my travel style. But I think when you're kind of, you're forced into to doing, uh, to setting your life up in a different country, you know, you're not relying on your friends, your family or, or other people to help you. If you're traveling solo, you have to do everything yourself. Here are the three takeaways that I took from that conversation with Yvette. Number one, the concept of accidental adventures. The fact that she said yes to new opportunities and new sense of adventures is really, really remarkable. And that, you know, by saying yes and being open to new opportunities, so many memories and she's been able to do some amazing things throughout her journey. So I love the idea of being an accidental adventurous. Number two, being comfortable with the uncomfortable. She lived in a van for seven months, which is definitely something unique and different. And this kind of pushed her outside of her comfort zone, but it led her to save a lot of money and continue to fuel her adventures and allowed her to move from Canada to now living in Scotland. And number three, that she cut off herself from everything that she owned. She sold everything, her car and anything that wasn't of value and that wasn't going to bring her closer to her goal of traveling the world. So making sacrifices and cutting yourself off temporarily from certain things can really lead to your success and leading you to your sense of financial security and and accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish. I had so much fun on this episode and I really learned a lot about being a digital nomad and having the confidence to really say, you know what, this life isn't working for me here and let's try something new. And she's able to use her skills as a freelancer and now she has a full-time job and is returning back into a full-time role. As always, you can head to podcast.thoughtcart.com to continue the discussion here and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.